Many of us are frustrated with the nearly 80 million Americans who are still not vaccinated. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. This is not about freedom or personal choice. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. And your refusal has cost all of us. It's outrageous. I promise you, those people will pay. We will not forgive. We will not forget. We will hunt you down and make you pay. We shall prove ourselves once more able to defend our island home. To ride out the storm of war. And to outlive the menace of tyranny. If necessary, for years. If necessary, alone. We shall never surrender! The new world, with all its power and might, steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of the old. one 800 is how you get in on the show if you have something to say from America. Doing more in two hours than what most people do in their entire lives. It's your over 40 X-Rock DJ, and I have been unleashed. Again, you're listening to the next Evolutionary Step and Talk Radio because the biggest taboo in the American discourse is right here, right now, where wokeism takes no quarter. I am the gold standard. I'm the entire scene. The man who got Liz Cheney booted out of the GOP out on her ASS, the world's greatest radio personality, on the Richard Kaysen Radio Network. Richard Kaysen at Yahoo.com, Facebook.com slash the Richard Kaysen, or Richard Kaysen Comedy Page. I'm on Instagram. That's Instagram.com slash Pictured Kaysen. And find me all over YouTube and Rumble. Well, that's all my pronouncements for the opening. Thought I had something else. I, I guess I can tell you what we're going to talk about a little bit this week. Uh, Ryan, not Ryan Rittenhouse, Kyle Rittenhouse, and his uh, potential lawsuits. And we got stand-up comics that are pretty much embracing cancel culture. You won't believe how they have martyred and canonized George Floyd. Democrats 
know that they are up the proverbial creek. And we got a brand new COVID. A brand new one to talk about. Plus so much more. Right here on the Richard Kaysen Radio Network. Joined, as always, by the feistiest producer in radio, young Jared Young over here. What's your problem tonight? You're, you're just, you were using adult language and you were you were you know just i mean is it getting up at 8 p.m to come in and do the show or yeah i usually sleep all the way through the entire day 24 hours usually sleep through the show but anyway (laughs) so before we get to thanksgiving that's the obvious thing but real quick this is something kind of exclusive to the parkland or the I guess, eastern Missouri, southeastern Missouri area in general. And you have heard the show, and you have heard us talk and joke around. Hand me that clock over there, would you? You've heard me talk and joke around. I mean, we have, at least me, I won't speak for Jared here, but I have a fairly anti-animal stance. Half of that is for fun. Half of that is I don't care for animals that much. I'm not a, a big dog guy, per se. But... When I hear things like this, it makes me think that, you know, people really are scum sometimes. And, you know, not just the Fauci thing. You know, we're, we're not making fun of dogs being eaten alive so much as we're making fun of the fact that you have a mad scientist who is uh, sending funds to all of these heinous, outrageous projects, and he's just treating it as though it's, it's another part of science. But the reason I, I bring any of this up is it's right there at the T of 21 and 221, in Arcadia Valley. Jared, are you familiar with the former Ike, the famous panhandling dog? Yes, yes, I have. I've seen this. Yeah, did you hear about what happened to Ike? Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, I, and, I, and I'm not joking. I mean, this is a do- the first time, a couple of times I saw it, I was like, you know, careful, there's a dog in the road. But then as I drove by, and then the people up there that I guess they're the ones in the house on the road that, that owned Ike, but they had a sign that says, uh, come meet Ike, the famous panhandling dog. And, you know, he likes treats. He likes to be petted. You know, just don't take him. You know, that's all they ask. And and I won't speculate because it was all over Facebook about who and what was responsible. I won't speculate as to what color of vehicle it was, what time, of, what make and model it was. But we do know that it was basically intentional. And for someone to just see, oh, there's a dog minding its own business, lying in the road, doing what this sign says that it does. It's kind of like a, a local landmark. You know, and like I say, I'm not the biggest dog guy, but when I I liked seeing him there, I liked knowing he was there. I like, hey, that's kind of cool. And some jackass, for lack of a better term, oh, and kept going. So hope they find them. Hope they, you know, I, I wouldn't, I don't know, just... You hear things like that, and it makes you think, my God, just... I, I've done some terrible stuff. You know, I've put a cat in a mailbox, you know, and things <laughs> like that. But, I mean, I was a kid. But I've never just... Oh, there's one. And just ran right out. That's... Well, on to happier things, Jared. Thanksgiving was this past Sunday. I spent it with the girlfriend's family, and it was completely uneventful. We ate, 
I didn't gorge myself. I had a couple of slices of turkey, a smattering of stuffing, several rolls, some Coca-Cola, and that was it. How about yours? What'd you do? Also uneventful, actually. Let's see. On Thanksgiving, I had two Thanksgivings to go to, sat and ate at one, sat and ate at the second, watched some football. Yeah. Today, had the family Thanksgiving at, at my house. We hosted, sat and ate. You all came over to that. Uh, my my mom, uh, stepdad and dad, my brother and his girlfriend, and then on my wife's side, her, her family, uh, all the way up to her grandmas and grandpas. There were quite a bit of people there. Both families. In yeah. One. Wow. Yeah. They, they like each other. Luckily, uh, we ate some turkey. I kind of messed up the turkey, told my wife to put it in an extra 30 minutes, and then overcooked it. Mm. Yeah, because my thermometer wasn't working. Oh, okay. But Is that why you're so tense? Yeah. You're carrying the weight I of am. Thanksgiving? I'm carrying right the weight. your traps <laughs> yeah. where it's tense? Yeah, carrying the weight of a messed up turkey on Thanksgiving. You can't you can't let stuff like that rule you. No. You got to... Well, you could have spent it like by well, actually, you couldn't, and, and I couldn't either, because huh, we don't have this kind of money, and we don't have this kind of access. Biden left Tuesday for his long Thanksgiving vacation in Nantucket, where there was a man, with, you know the rest of that. <laughs> you know that rhyme, right? Oh, I know. Nantucket. With no plans to visit the victims of what happened in, in uh, Washaka, Walk. It's one of these Wisconsin names. Waukesha. You got that maniac who, I guess, running over people is his M.O. And he ran over his ex-girlfriend a couple of weeks ago, this 39-year-old Daryl E. Brooks. And then he plowed through um, five adults were killed, authorities announced. An an eight-year-old boy died from his injuries. At least 60 others were injured. And Biden's not going to go there. He's not going to visit them and, and bother himself with that. Instead, he he went with his family, as he's been doing, apparently, according to this, since 1975, going with his family to a $30 million estate in Massachusetts there on Nantucket Island, which belongs to uh, David Rubenstein, or maybe Rubenstein, a longtime Biden donor. And, uh, oh, okay, and so then... Earlier, Biden, well, here's the first thing. He called the troops. This has been a tradition for presidents on Thanksgiving, I guess, since the telephone was invented. Uh, Biden called the troops, but the media, their access to that was blocked. So he didn't even allow that out. But I have exclusive access to it. If you want to crank that up all the way to make sure, because, you know, it's telephone audio. I want to make sure the listeners hear this, but this was Biden's call to the troops this past Thanksgiving. I have incredibly good judgment, and I just want you to know that. Clap for that, you stupid bastard. So, there's his appreciation for the troops during this holiday Thanksgiving season. Then he found a little bit of time to... Oh, wait, I'll... No, I can do this one. It's not out of order. Um, He called into the Today Show to talk to Al the Hack Roker, and even though that Turkey, stuffing, everything has gone up 14%, more than it was last year. Biden claimed to Al Roker on the Today Show that America was back. And then Biden found a little bit of time to talk to 10 or 13 Coast Guard people. I don't know if this was Biden's retreat for Thanksgiving or if this was 
the Coast Guard base. This looked like the house from What About Bob when the um, psychiatrist family kind of went away on vacation and Bob stalked them all the way up there. But this was uh, Biden's visit to the Coast Guard on Thanksgiving. Go ahead and uh, crank that up there, Jared. There's about 25 of them. And they're uh, standing out. Okay, now here's Jill and Joe. And they push some challenge coins into the president. Oh, no, I said the president. Just take this. I owe Jared extra because I just called Biden the president. But some challenge coins was pressed into his hand. And I guess this is a tradition where Biden shakes the hand of each Coast Guardman and then gives them one of these coins, whatever it's uh, symbolic of, as I stall and waste time to get to this. I'm not joking when I say I'm thankful for these guys. Thankful for them and everybody. I mean, I mean from the bottom of my heart. I've been all over the world. I've watched these people. I've watched them in the South China Sea. I've watched them in Afghanistan and Iraq. I've watched them in South America. Wherever they Watch are. them through their bedroom windows. Sniff their hair. Is. They look and they see them. That's who they see. They don't see us here. They see them. They see what? What do they see? Sounded like he said them, but oh, okay. who's I, them? I don't know. I thought he was saying down. They see down. I don't know. But a, uh, so check this out. When he got to his Thanksgiving retreat, a Nantucket man reportedly gave Biden's motorcade the middle finger. As Biden made a stop, um, Biden and First Lady Jill greeted by U.S. Coast Guard members and then, um, yeah, got a... Got a middle finger salute there. Looks like Biden's approval ratings are going down into double digits. It's the Richard Case and Radio Network at 1 800 959 5366. 1 800 959 5366. If you got the guts, if you have anything to say at all. I lost half of my notes here, so I'm just wanting to make sure that I have everything set before I go into uh, talking about our uh, segment here. But I guess we'll... we'll just fly it and see what happens. I had all of this prepared this morning. And I was going over it and looking at it, and, hey, that looks like a good show. And then I was going over it a few minutes ago, and half of it was gone. It's not gone. It's still here. I just have to refine some stuff. But I'm a professional. I can get through this stuff. So, real quick, let's start with last week, Kyle Rittenhouse was found not guilty. And, again, when did it change from innocent to not guilty? It used to be guilty or innocent, and then they thought, well, innocent sounds too innocent, so let's just change it to not guilty. I, you remember, at some point, it's, it's kind of like, when did he he pled guilty or pleaded guilty? You know, I, I've heard them both. But here is part of our Kyle Rittenhouse montage that we didn't finish last week. So, And I want to play a couple of contradictory things here. This is this uh, Gage Grosskreutz sitting on the stand, one of the so-called survivors 
of Kyle Rittenhouse's so-called shooting spree. And here he is on the witness stand. Okay, listen to this. Uh, make sure you got that cranked up for me there. When you were standing three to five feet from him with your arms up in the air, he never fired, right? Correct. It wasn't until you pointed your gun at him, advanced on him, with your gun, now your hands down, pointed at him, that he fired, right? Correct. Correct. He brings a gun to a riot, and he's there to riot under the auspices of, oh, I'm going to give medical care. I'm going to help out. No, you're, you're there to, to, to set things on fire. That's, that's what you people do. Now, here is Gage Grosskreutz. Let me find it here in my lost notes here, if you'll bear with me just for one second. So, um, after the shooting, Grosskreutz, he files a lawsuit alleging that city officials and law enforcement were aware of, supported, and collaborated with armed vigilantes on the night of the shooting. Well, first of all, that's all a lie. And then Grosskreutz has not commented publicly following the verdict until this appearance on Good Morning America a couple of days after the uh, trial. Check this out as soon as it loads up. Oh, here it is. Okay. Now with an ABC News exclusive with Gage Grosskreutz. Gage Grosskreutz. survivor <laughs> shot by Kyle Rittenhouse. Grosskreutz joins us alongside Grosskreutz joins us with Kimberly Motley in his first interview since his dramatic testimony in the murder tribe. Gage and Kimberly, thank you both so much. Sound like you said a murder tribe. Much for joining me this morning. And Gage, I want to start with you. Engage. Right. You were shot in the arm by Kyle Rittenhouse during the protest in Kenosha, Wisconsin. It was not a protest. Michael, it was in fact a riot. Keep asking him your softball questions. Constant last year, while the other two. I swear, Michael Strahan has a gap in his teeth that you could park a car in. I mean, they should be teaching parallel parking in Michael Strahan's mouth. All right. And he shot that night, died. With Rittenhouse taking the stand, what did you think of his testimony? Well, I think anytime. Okay, first of all, that was a hard edit. It didn't air that way. I mean. Nothing is that crisp when it's live, but here's his bogus answer. You see your would-be murder. Okay, and let me just go ahead and butt in for a second. This guy has smoked a huge amount of kratom or, or um, uh, just high-potency marijuana because his eyes are red, they're very heavy, and uh, he having a hard time coming up with an answer, it seems like. On the stand, it, it, it's emotional. And what was your So, in other words, he didn't really mean what he said on the stand. In other words, he would be committing perjury if he did what he wanted to on the stand, which was lie. So he told the truth. But now that the trial is over, now he's going to go on GMA and run his mouth. Reaction to, to him breaking down and crying on the stand. To me, it seemed like a, a child who had just gotten... What a smug, sanctimonious piece of garbage this guy is. He shows up at a riot, and here's a kid who, he's there in, okay, first of all, Wisconsin from where Rittenhouse lived in Illinois, about 15 minutes. Kenosha, another half hour into the state, all right? Grosskreutz here is a professional protesting agitator who came some 85 miles to the south just to take part in this thing. So he's not a, a Waukesha 
uh, member or or a citizen or anything like that. He he's what they would call a uh, a scallywag or a carpetbagger. He's an out of out of towner. Something that he wasn't supposed to. Something that he wasn't supposed to. What about you? And all of your fellow rioters setting things on fire weren't supposed to do that. Pointing a gun at somebody just because, oh, there's a guy with a gun and you're going to get the drop on him. Doesn't work that way. And, and Kimberly Adgage's lawyer. Oh, and listen to Kimberly here. See, these are all the... Rittenhouse needs to file a lawsuit against Good Morning America. He needs to file one against Michael Strahan. He needs to file one against this Gage idiot. And he needs to file one against this lawyer. Listen to her. What, what is your take on what we've seen and heard in the courtroom so far? Well, I think that um, it should be recognized that, uh, you know, Mr. Rittenhouse... Keep in mind, this is post-trial. He's been found innocent. He was an active shooter. He was an active shooter. Defamation. Right there. There's another $10 million. Here's some more money. Here, here you're allowed to say whatever you feel like you, you need to say. So you're saying that you... Even if it means uh, defaming somebody on national television, that's fine. You actually didn't. You weren't pointing your gun at him. Is that what you're saying? That's absolutely what I'm saying, yes. So then you lied on the... There's another hard edit, but he lied on the stand, apparently. Remember, is that Kyle Rittenhouse was an active shooter. There's more defamation. So you've got a lawyer and her client both calling the kid after the fact an active shooter. And that, in my mind, I'm I'm not a, you know, a mathematician. I'm not an accountant or anything like that. But that seems like a quick $25 million to me. Jesus. It is the Richard Case and Radio Network. Thanks for hanging out with me tonight. A lot more show. Going to be with you till 11 o'clock. In the Eastern Time Zone, that's the midnight hour, baby. All right, so Biden, who I'm hoping, well, I'll, I'll tell you what I, what I hope happens with Biden and Rittenhouse. Legally, Biden could face a civil defamation lawsuit because... He uh, he tweeted this thing last year when the whole Rittenhouse thing first happened, calling him a white supremacist without evidence. And it was also before Biden was able to enjoy the immunities of presidential office. Rittenhouse was by then a public figure for the purposes of defamation law and would have to show that any defendant acted with actual malice, that is, with reckless disregard for the truth. And he could arguably do so for uh, Biden's false statement here. Now, we'll uh, listen to that video here in just one second, but if you don't remember the video from September 30th, 2020, this was uh, Joe Biden and the video that he tweeted in which he depicted Kyle Rittenhouse as a 17-year-old white supremacist without any evidence. Oh, don't tell me it's not able to open. Of course it's unable to open. Of course. <laughs> you know what? You know what we're going to do? Oh, well, first I'm going to close 50 tabs. You know what we're going to do? We're going to do something highly unorthodox here. We are going to take another break, and then we're going to get all this crap in order, and then we will be right back.
You're texting. Who is it? My dad. Oh, how is he? He's doing all right. I think he's listening tonight. Oh, is he listening to how crappy it is? I guess if you think it's <laughs> crappy. <sighs> These are the nights, man. These are the nights that make me make me wonder why I came back to this. But oh well. <laughs> and I and I knew it was going to be a good show too. I knew it was going to be good. I was so prepared. I had everything in order, like I said, and and then at some point. Half of it got lost, and I've been I've been catching up during breaks and on the air. And anyway, we'll but, take a mulligan. It's Thanksgiving. Yeah, there there's a good way of looking at it. Okay, so uh, in fact, we may just go long here because um, I got I got stuff to get to. So we're gonna try this again. Biden, this slow pos, tweeted a video about a year ago depicting 17-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse as a white supremacist when he tweeted falsely that President Trump refused to disavow white supremacists during the first debate on Tuesday. Trump said that he would do so twice and complied with Biden's own demand that he single out the Proud Boys. Um, Biden puts out the video here on Twitter. There's no other way to put it. The President of the United States refused to disavow white supremacists on the debate stage last night and where is that link right here listen to this oh come on is it just a picture all right we'll do it this way no wait i can't do it that way son of a gun this is irritating the crap out of me i'll i'll play it right off of my own laptop if i have to hold on <laughs> Do I want to open this link? Yeah, I want to open the stupid link. All I'm trying to do is ruin a man's character. Can't even do that anymore. Oh, and I'm not online. All right, never mind. Okay, so here's what the big setup to that bomb was. Biden tweeted the clip of Rittenhouse as a white supremacist, and uh, Chris Wallace during the debate was trying to get Trump to say, what about the Proud Boys? Are you going to disavow the Proud Boys? The Proud Boys, they're white supremacists. The Proud Boys, Proud Boys. So what I'm trying to lead up to, damn it, is this clip from uh, the Joe Rogan show a couple of years ago. This is uh, Anthony Cumia, and I hope I clean this up. I listened to it eight times. This is uh, Anthony Cumia on the Joe Rogan show talking about the somewhat satirical origins of the Proud Boys. Listen while I collect myself. It's gotten insane. Yeah. Like, Gavin is considered uh, like a war criminal at yeah. this point. Uh, I know Gavin very well. He, he used to be on Compound Media, my, my network. Um, and that's where the whole thing started. Explain, how it, joke. Explain yeah. how it all started. Explain how it all started, because people don't know. Gavin uh, had a show, uh, very outrageous. Gavin is one of these, just a funny outrageous guy his whole career has been based on satire and parody and yes and he's very that. much a provocateur right so we have uh we had this employee uh ben ratner little kid we we actually hired him just because his name was ratner and we <laughs> wanted to call him rat like in uh, fast times hey rat why don't you turn on the camera <laughs> uh so it was it was great rat never talked about girls it's like this really jewish real red hair kind of gangly you know, kid, and uh, 
he, he liked going to Broadway shows and things, and we always questioned his sexuality and whatnot. And uh, Gavin really started hitting on him, going, what are you doing? <laughs> and uh, he's like, well, I'm you know, waiting for the right girl and everything. So Gavin would continuously goof on him. So he, he would always go to Broadway plays. So Gavin started getting uh, music from musicals and playing it to him, like, hey, look at this. You know, is this what you like? Uh, and one of them was Proud of Your Boy. It's a Broadway, a song from a musical, uh, a Disney musical, I believe. And it's, you know, oh, proud of your boy. It's one of those big, grandiose Broadway pieces of <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand that I stuff, that man. Stuff. I hate it. It's so confusing. Oh, it is. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, so he goofed on about that and then said, we ought to make a club called the Proud Boys. And that way you can learn how to be a man. And, you know, you, you, you'll get chicks and tattoos and, you know, drink beer and hang out with guys as a joke. It was like this parody of a men's club and so over the top that it was like, I think part of the uh, way to get beaten into this gang, this club, was that you had to recite five breakfast cereals while the other members punched you. And, <laughs> and they would keep punching you until you spit out. So ludicrous, so ridiculous, such a parody. And slowly this mutated into something. It got more members. And because it was presented as a chauvinistic club, like, like girls are allowed, minorities are allowed, it doesn't matter who you are, but in essence, it is a guy thing. And we will talk about girls and we're going to drink and it's just a men thing. This whole thing with uh, politics got involved because Antifa which is anti-fascist, started uh, uh, coming into uh, conservatives that wanted to, to speak. So Gavin was a conservative, is a conservative. He'd get uh, speaking engagements at schools. And Antifa would show up to protest him and try to shut down the event. So then the Proud Boys would go and protect Gavin so he wouldn't get harmed doing these uh, speaking engagements. Uh, and that so then it turned into this because they're fighting with Antifa. They must be the fa, the fascists, right. the Nazis. Um, and once that gets out there, there's no pulling it back. You could try to explain how you're not a Nazi till you're blue in the face. It ain't going away. Right. And especially because it's a good story. The press likes it. It's this good versus evil thing. They present Antifa like they're. Protest. They always call them, and the protesters were beaten. They're a, a violent group of people mm -hmm. that are there to, to hit people they don't agree with and silence people that want to speak. They get shut down because of a violent group of people called Antifa. So Proud Boys were kind of the answer to that so Gavin could go around and, and actually uh, speak. So the Proud Boys have become like the new neo-Nazis, the new whatevers, and in reality, it all started as a goof. But they started showing up at Gavin McInnes events where he was speaking because he was being shut down by Antifa and their concrete milkshakes. And Antifa, the only strength they have is their numbers. So Proud Boys started showing up to show them what numbers were all about. And they roughed them up a little when Antifa wanted to think they wanted to come to blows. Proud Boys showed them that that's not the thing to do. And as Anthony Cumia said... They must be the Fa and Antifa. So here's another person that Kyle Rittenhouse needs to sue, CNN. Because on August 30th of last year, just a few days after the shootings, 
CNN published a story on its website titled, Trump Refuses to Denounce Violent Actions by Right-Wing Agitators. And uh, the article says social media accounts believed to belong to Rittenhouse portray a young white man with an affinity for guns who supports Blue Lives Matter and Trump. So the implication there, he's a gun-toting neo-Nazi. How about CBS? They had to delete a tweet on November 11th, 2021, where uh, Rittenhouse admitted uh, to uh, murdering two men in self-defense. Well, okay, again, he didn't murder them in self-defense. That's what they wrote. He killed him. Killing someone and murder, they're two different things. The company seemingly realized this mistake, though undoubtedly hundreds if not thousands of people saw the original post. MSNBC, uh, he needs to sue them along with Joy Reid because on November 16th she did a segment comparing the Rittenhouse trial to the uh, Amud Arbery trial and asked if the cases were will serve as proof that white men can act as executioners. Now, that case, the Ahmed Arbery or whatever his name was, here's a case of a black guy who really was shot down by three white guys in cold blood. And they were found guilty of that, as they should have been. So, I mean, in both in the Rittenhouse case, there was justice. In the Arbery case, sorry to, that a, a man got shot for no reason because of people's ignorance, but they're getting punished for it. That is the system at work. Working during the trial, MSNBC's Joe Scarborough falsely claimed that Rittenhouse's mother drove him across state lines before unloading 60 rounds. Total lie. And it goes on and on like that. So so Biden, <laughs> what are you paying for gas right now, Jaron? Put 15 in today and didn't even get half, half a tank. And you're driving that little... Chevy downstairs? Yeah, Chevy Cruze. So, in order to combat that, see where I'm at right now, gas is actually down to 282. Oh, wow. It's, I think, 289 here. Yeah. So, in order to combat the high gas prices, um, Slow Talibiden decided that he was going to tap these strategic oil reserves in a bid to reassure you, because we know that you're angry about inflation. And uh, good shortages as they head off for the holidays. And to boy his sinking poll ratings. You want to boost your polls? Give me some more money, Biden. Advertising isn't working out the way I thought it would for the show. So you want to you uh, get your polls up a little bit? I'll take some more money over here. But here is uh, Biden facing some cameras somewhere talking about his uh, BS plan to Tap into the nation's oil reserves to shore up the economy. Listen to this crap. You know, today, though, I, I want to... You know, today, problem. though, I... Uh, 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 ...that families are facing. And the one I think they're most focused on right now. High gas prices. This is a problem. That you caused. Let's just stop right there. Let's take a pause. That Biden is at the center of. What did he do? The minute he took his hand off of that Montgomery Ward catalog that he swore on, or Amway, or the Scholastic Book Fair slip. Don't diss those now. Come on. Just the same. I mean, he can't read any of them. Even at the kindergarten level, a lot of that stuff's on. He, he takes his hand off of there, assumes the presidency. He sits down in the desk at the Oval Office, 
He kills the Keystone Pipeline. 60,000 jobs. That was our, because the the pipeline was from Alaska. It goes through Canada, down here to the lower 48. They, They call us the contiguous 48 states. That's where our oil was coming from the past few years. That's why it was like, eh, you know, dollar eighty-five, sometimes dollar ninety, in in some extreme cases, maybe even a dollar ninety-five a gallon. Yeah, that's thanks to Trump, because he turned on the pipeline and got American oil to Americans. Biden sits down at the desk, kills the pipeline, raises your gas, kills jobs, and now here we are nine months later. And this is his lame excuse. Not just here in the United States, but around the world. The price of gasoline has reached record The price of gasoline, you haven't pumped gas since you were like probably 10. Levels recently in Europe and in Asia. In France. He was probably stealing it. To the end of the last month, it reached about $7 per gallon. In Japan, it's about $5.50 per gallon. Okay. Gas overseas is more expensive all the time. You know why? Because they charge by the liter. Like if it's a dollar, let's just say reasonably priced, if gas is a dollar ninety here, then over, say, in the UK, it would be, or even in Canada, it would be like a dollar ninety for a liter. And I think there's two and a half liters in a gallon, so already they're getting hosed on on gas, but the highest it's been in years. Of course, it's always... The highest it's been in years, struggling to keep his dentures out. It's painful when gas prices, gas prices spike. Today, the price of gas in America, on average, is $3.40. Wait a minute, what? <laughs> he was like, gas... Catch him. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just constant with this guy. It's like he, you know, has a, a popcorn ball in each cheek or something. Three cents a gallon in California is much higher. The impact is real. But the fact is, the impact is real, but I'll never feel it because I live in five different houses and I'm in bed with China. They give me money. We faced even worse spikes before. Just in the last decade, we saw it in 2000. Yeah, in the last decade, that would have been when Obama was president and his fool policies got us in the same predicament. Remember? Oh, wait, this is Biden. No, he doesn't remember. Interesting fact. I was reading about Kamala last week when she was president for 85 minutes. And I guess, and this actually explains a lot. Back in the 80s, Biden had an aneurysm. Oh. That explains everything. Yeah. Everything. And then there was like a another weaker aneurysm that didn't take Back in the 90s. 2012, <laughs> when the price of gasoline hit $3.90. And, and it, it'll hit $3.90 by the end of my first term. I promise it will. We saw it in 2014 when it hit $3.69. And re, as recently as 2019, we saw it surpass $3 in many places. The fact is, we always get through those spikes. But we're going to get through this one as well and hopefully faster. But it doesn't mean we should just stand by idly and wait for prices to drop on their own. They're not, you jackass. They're not. It's not like the weather. Oh, gotta gotta wait for this wind to die down a little bit before we can light this fire. It doesn't work that way, Joe. You're the guy that killed the thing, and 
this, it, it's as if, okay, here, check this out. You're shooting yourself in the foot. Well, it hurts when I do that. Then quit doing that. Stupid. Instead, we're taking action. Are you? You're taking action. You're going up to your $30 million uh, rented estate from the, that's owned by some guy that's donated to you since you had hair. And you're telling us it, of, the, of the reason Americans are facing this guy is incredible gas prices because oil producing countries and large companies have oil producing countries that up until a year ago we were one of not ramped up the supply of oil quickly enough to meet the demand. This man is such a liar. It defies my I'm just boiling and trembling with anger listening to this asinine human beings just blathering on and on about well here's why this happened and and, well you know those other countries that make oil we weren't getting it from them joe you stupid jerk this this so-called president defies any logical explanation just think of this okay we're talking oil oil and and prices and reserves and such okay let's just start with that keystone 2020 election theft, inflation, border crisis, which slash $450,000 per person in each family that quote-unquote got broken up. Hey, guess what, folks? We break up families every day. When people get sent to jail for crimes and they're away from their families for a year, six years, ten years, life, we separate families all the time. I don't want to hear about it. Then there was the botched Afghanistan withdrawal. His total lack of anything related to reason when it comes to COVID. Then you got his vax mandates that are getting shot down left and right. Mask mandates, critical race theory, the trans agenda, um, weaponizing the FBI to spy on parents who oppose CRT or the trans agenda. You've got a lying attorney general. Progressives and progressive leftist policies are what is tearing this nation apart. It isn't the Proud Boys. It isn't Patriots. It's you, Joe. It's you and your stupid mouth. Well, that's the first hour. I'm going to gather myself and have Jared nuke some coffee, and we'll be back with another hour of yelling directly into your ear on the Richard Case and Radio Network. Don't you go changing.